Welcome back to Cresta in the Afternoon. I'm Pete Barak, sitting in Al's chair today. As the post-pandemic world moves more and more to a less centralized view of religion and religious affiliation, churches and ministries today are struggling to connect and engage with their own communities. We're going to get some insights into the post-COVID religious landscape in America with Terry Poplava. Terry Poplava is the Director of Strategic Expertise at ACS Technologies, which provides data analysis for churches. He is dedicated to stewardship and to supporting church leaders by developing people and created, creating trusted resources. You can learn more about what they're doing at acstechnologies.com. Terry, welcome to Crest in the Afternoon. Thank you, Pete. So glad to be with you today. I'm really excited for this conversation because I, I thoroughly enjoy a good, deep dive into the data. What are we learning from it? But then what, how do we apply it and how do we change what we're doing in response to it? So I wonder if you could first just give us like a very high level kind of macro view of what are we looking at when we say post-COVID religious landscape? What do we need to know? Well, I think we need to know a lot, Pete. Just uh, a little bit about the study itself. It's something that we have done over a period of every four years. Uh, so we have some longitudinal data. We're able to look at some trends over time. That's that's helped us sort of understand what's happening and what's changing in terms of people's views. And the study is to uh, is both to help churches shape their relevant ministries and also what people's current attitudes, beliefs, and practices are. So that we get a sense for uh, what people believe, how deeply they're involved in their faith and their church, and then also what their big concerns are. And so that, and it's cross-Christian. It's a, it's about fifteen thousand respondents, uh, because I'm, you know, also particularly focused on the Catholic uh, faith. I've looked a little bit more specifically at some of the trends within the Catholic respondents as well. So some big, big, big things. I guess the big thing that concerns me uh, right off the top is when we look at over the last ten years the number of people who have just left what they no longer consider themselves Christian. They're essentially nuns. And that's 15 million people. It's the uh, equivalent to the populations of Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York have left Christianity. And to me, that's just a travesty. Uh, that but it's also an opportunity for us to reach out. They're, they're right there in front of us to, uh, to invite back into a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. 15 million people is almost so big it's impossible to realize like understand i mean i I like the fact that you tied it to some cities that we're all aware of i mean because wrapping our head around 15 million people is almost it it, 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 it's mind-blowing but you said that part of the study looks at the beliefs attitudes and concerns of of these 15,000 respondents which i think is really important so maybe to look at now at the of those 15 million people who have left what are their beliefs, attitudes, and concerns? What are they sharing with us that can help inform maybe the, like you said, the very real possibility and opportunity to re-engage them? But we have to know what they believe, what they think, and how they feel if we're going to even have a, a shot at meeting them where they are. That, that's right. And I, you know, I, I would say this, the respondents are most likely still engaged in some way, or at least they responded to it. So I, sure. I don't know that our study is ex- exclusively that 15 million, but I still think we have insights uh, that we can offer. Um, there's one more finding I want to share with you, and then I, I, want to, I, I do have something in response to your particular question, Pete. One of the other concerns is the trend uh, of an increase in the, that 
the belief in Jesus does not require participating in a church. Hmm. And that, that grew from 50% to 63% over the last four years. And interestingly for Catholics, it grew to 69% of Catholics responding oh. to this survey, wow. that we don't think we need to participate in a church. Now, I, you know, I've looked at a couple of different things, and, and thinking about it, I relate it to what people are looking for in a church. So the top responses in, you know, they were asked when they're looking for a faith community, so I'm, I'm equating that to parish for the Catholic responses, what are you looking for? And I think this relates to some of some of what I've heard you talk from in the past and some of what you were sharing even before the break. The top thing people are looking for is warm and friendly encounters. That's across Christianity, and it's true for Catholics as well. And I think you can write that off perhaps as um, maybe just making it easy, but I don't know that that's it at all. I think this is about very much the message of love, that God loves you. Uh, the second two for Catholics are, you know, it's followed by the celebration of the sacraments and quality sermons. And those are different order from the rest of the world's responses, particularly for Catholics, this celebration of sacraments. But I think it's interesting that we have, number one is relational. Number two is uh, certainly uh, formational in a way, it, but it's it's our life and our celebration of our sacraments, I think it points to a need for excellence in our um, in our celebration of Mass. And then quality sermons, which also supports this need for excellence, but also that we have a really strong message. So the catechetical aspects of it and the teaching aspects of it are so important to us. Hmm. But I, I, I hone in on this warm and friendly encounters as uh, a challenge to us to figure out how do we invite uh, you know these 15 min million people that left or even of that the subset that that no longer show up after covid it's you know there's a number of people we know who they are and if our parishes haven't taken time to reach out to them our parish leaders have not done anything to them then you know we we are um, we're essentially falling down on the ministry we should be doing as parishes. Yeah, I just to corroborate that. Just recently, the U.S. Surgeon General came out with a new report saying that loneliness is far more than just a bad feeling. It harms both individual and societal health. He he talks about all the risks that come with it, and then he he equates it. He said the morality impact of being socially disconnected is similar to that caused by smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day and even greater than the association with obesity and physical inactivity. So in other words, what the Surgeon General is saying is exactly what when we say warm and friendly encounters, we're not talking just about kind of like somebody shook my hand well or smiled at me when I came in the door. What we have is a an epidemic of disconnection of I, I don't know if anyone really knows me nobody really sees me nobody really wants me to be part of their life and the you know the whole concept of a, a parish being a family of families has been largely lost and so i mean does does that make sense with what you're saying and with what the research you've done has shown oh totally and it's interesting because i was hearing that same finding uh you know it's been out in the last day or so and i absolutely agree with you um, the other thing I was looking at recently was the springtide research on young people and the extreme loneliness and the lack of trusted relationships that they have fewer than one or two trusted relationships in their life and that the difference of of a trusting uh, relationship 
is dramatic in terms of reducing the sense of loneliness or not belonging. And I think the combination of our society and our technology, but also in some ways our lack of creating this community, this welcoming community that is nurturing and engaging, and as you said, beyond a handshake, is is just making it worse. So when when we look at church, if it's not offering that to us, then this increase in, I think I can believe in Jesus without going to church, it's almost in some ways mm-hmm. a reaction. I can't prove that in the data, but mm-hmm. it seems like there's some linkages here about our need for community, our need for support, our need for engagement, our need for accompaniment. And mm-hmm. um, and yet all of this individualism is leaving us very lonely. So, yes, I think the epidemic of loneliness, we have the answer. We have to do it in a way that both proclaims love and makes it an opportunity to build that bridge of trust. Mm-hmm. Thinking of thinking of thresholds of conversion of that model, you know, we have to start with, with relationship uh, in, in order to get to a point where a, someone who can start seeking and open their hearts, can have an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to act. So I I think it is very, uh, very pertinent, and I think it's a wake-up call for all of us to pay attention to and and really prioritize how we bring, how we invite people, um, whether it's the broader community or even people that we know who aren't uh, coming back to church right away. And there's levels of that that we can implement at our parishes. As you've and, looked at this, personally. Yeah, sorry. As you've looked at this problem and kind of analyzed it from both a, a a data standpoint and just probably lived experience and all the other ways that you would look at it, I'm curious as to why you think we're so bad at this. In the sense of, uh, it it seems like an overly simplest, simplistic response to just say, and I, I'm not saying you're saying this, but I've heard it said. It's like, well, it's technology, it's social media, it's screens, it's, you know, there's there's all these kind of buzzwords that are thrown out there as to explain why community is lacking uh, at such problematic levels in our parishes. As you look at it, though, what why do you think it is that even though we all say we want it, we very rarely find it or build it? I... I... You know, to me, the most helpful thing that I've read in the last year is uh, is is the book, you know, from Christendom to an Apostolic Age. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with it, um, that um, I'm forgetting Monsignor's last name. Shea, uh, Monsignor Shea. Was, Monsignor Shea. Thank you. I was like, I was just looking at it, <laughs> yeah. and, and the way he points out, you know, we we became uh, sort of a production machines in a way because with the expectation and the cultural expectation that we had that this is just what you're supposed to do. I think culturally it, we, we became ingrained as rather uh, lazy because we, we began to take for granted what we have because it's the way things were. Mm. And while we established great institutions and organizations that we, um, I, I think it's just a matter of a malaise of falling into a habit where we became, a uh, uh, you know, my words here, uh, sacrament factories, hmm. that was about the, the process and the program of getting people through things, where, um, and we, we lost the intense need for personal relationships and a personal journey, and of course a personal relationship with Christ, which is something we've, we, we've really had to reteach ourselves with this. So when, um, you know, when John Paul 
really brought the new evangelization to us. That was a look internally to say, yes, we we have uh, you know we've lost the habit of being missionary, and we've lost the intensity of proclaiming the love of Christ. And um, in terms of what we do when you arrive at a church organization. Mm-hmm. That you know, the focus on excellence may not be there. It, it kind of becomes habitual. So um, I think I think it's it's been long coming over many decades. Yeah, Terry, I very much appreciate your time. I'm very interested in what you're doing. I wish we had more time. I hope Al has you back on the show at some point. This has been Terry Poplava from acstechnologies.com. You can learn more about his research there and be informed and do something about it. This is Crested in the afternoon. We'll be right back. <laughs> 